2: But the reality is, they don't know, man.
0: I've been looking forward to
2: To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen, to me,
1: I'm not an idiot.
2: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk presented by the Premier Mortgage Group. The home buying process is not a difficult journey when you have the right lender. Use our 12 years of mortgage experience to guide you through the home buying process with ease. Premier Mortgage Group is local, experienced, and in- independent. Call today to see how easy buying a home really is. 601-467-3633. That's 601-467-3633. We're here with your break from all the High Resource Five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll uh, go ahead and poor one out here in the glass for old bump we kept telling him if he was living the lifestyle he was living eventually his parole officer was going to catch up with him and (laughs) he's he's back in the clink he's back in the back on the chain
2: gang uh yeah bump is out this week um he has work duties that call so we're 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 taking turns with all of that
1: hopefully the judge is lenient and we get him back in the next couple of weeks Hopefully we get him back.
2: Apparently he went into Southern Hall to use the bathroom at the last home game. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> He's lucky he didn't lose his life instead of just getting in trouble. That's uh, patrolled very heavily. They had they had uh, they had no signs up on the doors this time. And so
2: I we know what's going to happen. Yep. So, you know,
1: that's. I can't be- wait. Can't wait. November fifth. I know where I'm going to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> oh, as you guys can hear, we, we're trying out something different this season. If you'd like to sponsor an episode or two or three of To the Top Talk, you can now do that. Go to tothetoptalk.com and click on click on the clink click on the link that says sponsor an episode of To the Top Talk. All right. So second week, week in the row, Premier Mortgage Group shout out to Brad Dixon, former Southern Miss cheerleader. Um, you know, check them out. Four six seven or 601-467-3633. All right, so the big news of the past week as far as it goes uh, with Southern Miss is the Southern Miss Golden Eagles took on the U, the Miami Hurricanes, down in Coral Gables, Florida. First time meeting for the two teams in the first half. It looked like the Golden Eagles might give them a a run for their money.
1: Yeah, it's – Man, I I had guys texting me all over the place up here because I'm very vocal about my golden eagledom, uh, even up here in the Carolinas where uh, not as many people care. But uh, I had guys texting me at halftime. They're like, oh, man, yeah, you guys are looking good putting it on them. And then they, uh, at the end of the third quarter, were texting me going, I'm sorry I jinxed you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, you know, you're looking at the Southern Miss. I mean, Miami, I think some places had them number 15, number 16 in the country. Southern Miss is up 7-3 to three in the second quarter with 20 seconds left in the half. So, I mean, oh, yeah. they almost had a lead going into halftime. The Hurricanes were able to get in a one-yard touchdown run by Henry Parrish to take a 10-7 lead into the half. But at that point, you're sitting there thinking, okay, like is this when the Golden Eagles are, are going to kind of uh, are going grow up?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the, the first half was very impressive. I mean, we came out, we played uh, inspired football and matched up very well. And I, I think we, we caught them slipping and they didn't expect us to come out and punch them in the face like that. So uh, momentum was definitely on our side. And uh, I, I think uh, it was Frank Gore, maybe in, in post-game uh, interview talked about how they didn't really come out in the second half with that same intensity that they started the game with. And you can kind of see it because uh, Miami came out and they punched us in the mouth and it, it, kind of stunned us and it took us a little while to respond. Um, that being said, you know, you're listening to the announcers on TV and Miami scores 75 points in the third quarter is what they made it sound like, but what they score two touchdowns in the third quarter. Yeah. Two um, touchdowns in the third wh- quarter, which is not ideal, but it's not the end of the world for a team to score two touchdowns in a quarter. Um, so, you know, and the third quarter was really what got us, uh, you know, that if you we played better football in the fourth quarter um they're, they're they had a top 15 recruiting class talent there. I mean, that's it's it was going to be a challenge going in. I think we responded, you know, pretty well, uh, as Coach Hall would say, we're past the point of moral victories. Uh, it was uh, a, lo- a, a notch in the loss column. But. Uh, for a half of football, we looked like we belonged on that field with them. I'd say three quarters of football. Uh, just, uh, you take out that third quarter and, and just kind of, uh, coming out flat in the second half, expecting them not to respond and, uh, and that kind of biteness in, in the butt. Uh, it, we didn't play bad football. There were a lot of bright points to be happy about. Bright point number one, Zach Wilkie comes out, true freshman quarterback, and throws some dimes. I mean, probably if if our receivers weren't as good as they are, some ill-advised dimes in a couple of cases, it would have been interceptions. But, man, uh, I mean, he put the ball where our guys could go get it, and they went and got it. And that was refreshing to see uh, because even – with Ty Keys and his supreme athleticism in there, we've struggled at times with the passing game. And Wilkie definitely, I mean, how tough is it to to start your career when you were playing high school ball at this point last year against Miami in Miami uh, and come out and impress folks? I mean, he, he looks strong. 16 for 27 on the day, 207
2: yards, one TD, one INT. He definitely, you know, it, it, accuracy is definitely his thing, but you know, he is a true freshman. It's going to take some time for him to learn the intricacies of the college game. And, um, you know, you could see that at times, uh, particularly in the second half, but he definitely has the tools to, to, to work with, uh, moving forward. So it definitely was encouraging to see the way that he was able to, um, move the ball around. He also, yeah, I,
1: go ahead. I, I was just going to comment, uh, in there that not only did he in, impress with his arm, but, uh, I, I definitely would not call him a speed demon. Um, he's probably a whole lot faster than me, but he just wasn't blazing it up out there. But there were a few times where he lowered his shoulder and, and took it to somebody and got an extra half yard or so. So, um, again, probably not ideal when, uh, your starting quarterback's already out and this is the second guy to be out there lowering shoulders into folks. But, uh, I mean, call me in, impressed over that as well. He, he was not scared. Uh, I, I, let me say that. I never saw him put himself in a bad hit situation where he could have just got his clock cleaned, but uh, he, he stuck his nose in there a few times. So that was cool too.
2: Unfortunately, he was the leading rusher of the game, uh, 12 carries, 16 yards. Uh, we did not have the best day running the ball. I and mean, the hurricane Canes were uh, fully prepared for that. Uh, as far as the running game goes, we had 23 carries for a net of 24 yards. That's a one yard per carry average. So, um, that's definitely something that can be attributed to the strength of the Miami defense. But moving forward, you know, the first week we kind of struggled with the passing game. This week we struggled with the running, running game. So hopefully it all come. I'm sure it, um, it, it better come together this week against <laughs> Northwestern State. But, um, you know, if we can figure out a way to put, put those things together, they, this team can definitely be dangerous.
1: Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who actually starts playing quarterback. I would expect with the opponent this week, um, uh, this isn't going to be like a, a Texas A&M uh, yell or whatever the hell that weird cult-like uh, thing they do is over there. I'm not going to start bashing Northwestern State with bad jokes while wearing overalls. Uh, but uh, this, I, I fully expect both quarterbacks to play this week and kind of, uh, like a live scrimmage situation, uh, leading into because Tulane's going to be a hugely important game the following week. That's, uh, at this point, uh, though, since we did not win the Liberty game, I, that's a must win game. So, uh, I, I think we see both quarterbacks this weekend. It seems like Ty Keys is going to be back healthy and in the mix. Uh, I mean, you would have to think he, the reason he didn't play this past weekend is because you got a clear concussion protocol after what happened to him, and, and that takes some time, and rightfully so. Uh, I mean, you can't be too careful with a guy's brain. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what uh goes on with quarterback play because uh, Wilkie was a surprise. I'd, after Hall repeatedly saying that he didn't think he was ready, I, I was surprised how good he looked when he came out and did it. And that we didn't see the superback offense at all that he played the entire game.
2: Well, I think too, you know with it, it definitely this week to last week, it definitely helps have, for him to be able to get that full week of first team reps being a, a true freshman quarterback. I mean that's that situation in liberty that that's that's really a tough in the superback you know work. obviously we couldn't run the ball at all against Miami so you know we might not have been successful had we even run the Superback formation, but it definitely says a lot of what the coaching staff thinks of uh, a Wookiee moving forward. And I I don't have a problem with, you know, Hall said that today in uh, the early uh, presser following practice, that they weren't prepared to name a starting quarterback just yet. And that we would probably see both with two young quarterbacks with two completely different skill sets and both of them being, you know, freshmen or true freshmen. um, Yeah. I I don't see why you wouldn't try to play both this week and kind of, um, you know, gets to get both need experience. Both are talented. We may need both at some point, depending on who gets to start and if, if any injuries come about. So I don't really
1: have a problem with that. Yeah, and, and Wilkie can I mean he's got three more games he can play in before he can't be shirted. So uh I mean he you can get him some time. Uh and uh, And he may be the guy. He may be yeah. the you know, the shirt might not
2: even matter. It's it's just one of those things that you're gonna kinda need to You really need to see more from both, you know, for sure. Um, so the player of the game across the board was Jason Brownlee. Wide receiver had five receptions for 102 yards and one touchdown. This is more of the Brownlee that we expected to see this year. But we also have to give a shout out to, uh, wide receiver, Demarcus Jones, who had been out with injury, came in and made just one of the most ridiculous catches that you'll ever see. Um, it was a 36-yard reception along the sidelines, pretty much jumped up and got it. Uh, I, I saw ESPN tweeting it out, so he definitely got some flowers over that catch.
1: You know, how nice it is to be in ESPN's good graces again as far as publicity-wise. <laughs> I think Gunk made a, uh, a tweet about it uh last week um after the the Liberty game when we you know ESPN actually put some Southern Miss Liberty stuff out there and was like man how much does it matter to you know, be in a spot where ESPN actually cares about you, because uh, we'll get into this later. But after the week the Sunbelt has, uh, I mean, they just elevated their stock in ESPN's eyes at the perfect time when the AAC is falling apart and TV contract negotiations are going to be coming along in the next couple of years. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Got off on a tangent on that.
2: Statistically, I mean, there's, there's, you know, you're looking at the team stats. There's really not a lot to just rave about from this past week's game. Um, you know, again, the turnover margin bit us in the butt. We, we gave up three turnovers. They gave up one, um, which was the interception. The first half, I believe it was in the league shorts that kind of propelled the golden Eagles to, to take the lead time of possession. Not great at all. Southern missed 23 minutes, Miami with uh, almost 37. So, you know, we knew going in this was going to be an uphill battle. I will say that this is the second week in a row that we've covered the spread. So, yeah, you we're, even, you know,
1: two and o versus the spread.
2: I know, I know we're not counting moral victories, obviously, but that's something that we have not been doing the past few years. Yeah. We have not been all that great against the spread. Now, given it was a 26 and a half point spread, uh, but still, I mean, that's, um, uh, you know,
1: we beat it by a field goal, baby. So beat we beat it by a field goal. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Absolutely. So, so. Um, uh, One person in this game that uh, definitely is not going to be on any highlight reels, uh, but was an absolutely huge play on Bourgeois first. Well, I guess only extra point uh, on the extra point attempt. Jake Lang got what was a little bit low and inside snap and saved it and got the ball down beautifully for Briggs to make that kick. And Without Lang really saving the day, there we only score six points. Absolutely, absolutely. And I thought, for you know, all in all, I thought the defense
2: had a decent day. Um, yeah. You know that that's a that's a tough opponent to go up against, and and when, with that with the amount of time and possession that that they had, I mean, the defense was on the the field a good part of really a good part of the second half. So. You know it's one of those things like we said we really aren't going to have a good gauge on this team I don't think until we take on
1: Tulane in 2 weeks. Yeah. Defense had 3 sacks in the first half. Yeah, they were getting back. They were they yeah. were they were bowing up. That's uh, our our defense. Um uh, it was Malik Shorts in a post game interview was talking about how this is the best defense at Southern Miss that he's been a part of. And uh, I believe it, man. Uh, it's, by the time we start getting into conference play uh, our defense has got a few games under their belt. Uh, it, it's really going to help our offense uh, with a young quarterback move along because uh, our defense is capable of being dominant.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's going to I'm going to be curious to see because, I mean, I think there will be a progression. I mean, you know, injuries are obviously going to happen. But I think as this this team continues to gel and we get some experience and if we can figure out how to move the football down the field, um, you know the defense could definitely catch a few more breaks. So one of the other things to touch on as far as Southern Miss football goes for this week is, is Brandon Hayes. Unfortunately, is out for the year. Suffered an injury in practice last week. Um, was diagnosed and now he's going to be out for the year. And that that set the stage for somebody like Demarcus Jones to to you know come back and and uh, you know have an impact. Yeah, so way to
1: take advantage of your opportunity there, uh, Demarcus Jones, because that catch was incredible. Let's talk about the Sunbelt for a minute,
2: because that was really like, you know, we had that great first half, which was terrific. We don't hang on to, 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 to get the victory. It's what it is. But the Sunbelt as a whole had a, an extremely strong day to the point to where national pundits were, were talking about the league. Um, so I'm pulling up the, um, pulling up the stats from this past week. The big win, of course, uh, well, I guess when you look at them, you know, as, a, you know, the Notre Dame program as a whole, Marshall going in to South Bend, defeating the number eight Notre
1: Dame uh, fighting Irish by a final score of 26 to 21. And really just dominating lines of scrimmage on both sides of the ball in that game. Like Marshall was the better team. Uh That wasn't a, a fluke Notre Dame played bad. Marshall went in there ready, prepared, even tempered and just took it to him. So that's the that's the number eight team in the country. The number
2: six team in the country, the Texas A&M Aggies fall to the App State Mountaineers by a final score of 17 to 14. What's going on in North Carolina right now, Shane?
1: Uh, Pandemonium. (laughs) I don't know if you saw the video of uh, the students rushing the main street downtown in Boone. Uh, that was going around on Twitter, but that was wild. I felt very sorry for the poor people in the cars that were stuck in that. And I was like, "This, there's going to be a burning couch or somebody's going to flip that car with those poor people inside of them, but yeah, that was nuts. Um, yeah, man, uh, I mean, App State came very close to beating UNC in the first week, uh, and then I guess it was Georgia State. Uh, was it Georgia State or Georgia Southern that almost beat UNC last week? Um, UNC, I I get Georgia State and Georgia Southern mixed up. It's it's early in this this Sun Belt uh, membership for us. I'll get them them we'll straight get, eventually. We'll get it sorted out. But yeah, but yeah, it's uh, I mean there's there's some Georgia, strong teams on that eastern
2: side. Absolutely, yeah. It was Georgia State they played this past week. Now Georgia Southern, on the other hand, goes up to yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska to defeat the Cornhuskers by a final score of 45 to 42.
1: Got old Scott Scott Frost fired. The, all they had to do was wait until October first, and that guy's buyout decreased by seven point five million dollars. They lose to Georgia Southern, and they were like, "You know what? I'll make seven point five million dollars back in a month. Let's do it." God bless that's them. nuts. That's yeah, nuts. that is nuts. I mean, that's that's a quarter of our athletic budget, and they're just like, "Yeah, I can't wait a month." We can't, <laughs> yeah. Let's go to let's look
2: at some other scores here. So, you mentioned Georgia State, they fell 28 to 35 to North Carolina. South Alabama defeated Central Michigan 38 to 24. Uh, James Madison making the jump, 60 defeated Norfolk State 63 to 7. East Carolina defeated Old Dominion 39 to 21. Louisiana defeated Eastern Michigan 49 to 21. Troy beat Alabama A&M 38 to 17. Texas State defeated FIU 41 to 12. Louisiana Monroe 35 to seven over Nichols and Coastal Carolina uh, squeezed by Garner Webb uh, by a final score of 31 to 27. So you know there were some some losses there, but all in all, a very very strong week of football for the Sun Belt Conference.
1: Man, hell, uh, we're we're a year away. Uh, but how sweet would have been to Southern Miss beats Miami, App State beats A and M, Marshall beats Notre Dame, uh. Uh, Georgia Southern beats Nebraska. Uh, It would have been awesome to be part of that. But, I mean, truly, that's not realistic expectations at this point. Uh, Again, I think we're a year away. Next year, I think that game's a different story. Um, But we'll we'll get some games next year with our opportunity. We've got to get to the point where we're like Marshall and App State again because we've been that in the past. We were the original group of five giant killer. Uh, we and we're not that far away from from being back there. It'll be be fun in the coming years to be able to take part in those big Sunbelt weekends. You know,
2: am I am I not am I not mistaken that college game day this week is going to be at App State for App State and Troy?
1: It is. Yeah, they were actually going to be in a and, and uh, at a And M for a And M Miami, and App State beat a And M, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go to Boone for App State Troy.
2: Outstanding,
1: which, again, man, that shows that with everything that's shaking up in the college football world, ESPN is looking at the Sunbelt as good TV material. And I mean, God, how great it is after being in Conference USA and being shown on gas pump TV. For the last decade that uh, we are back in the good graces of a major player that that controls what a lot of people think about college football and uh, the fact that a conference mate in week three is getting game day is pretty cool. Very strong. Might actually have to might actually have to turn it on this week. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch App State uh, if they play when we're not playing um because we're conference mates there's uh, we've talked about this before but there's a lot of similarities between the school down to the fact that we both wear black and gold and play in the rock um but both kind of blue collar fan bases uh that have to deal with uh, they've got NC State and North Carolina and Duke and Wake Forest in their state uh so it's it's a very similar mentality uh i i hate that we will only get to play them on an east rotating basis because i think it could be a good rivalry uh, between the two schools and it it may be kind of uh every once in a while rivalry but the, they they play really good football they've been very strong in the last few years so uh i i'm sure once we start playing them i'll hate their guts but for now i uh i will watch some app state football and cheer for them no doubt especially because uh they're they can sneak up and, and beat some of the big boys
2: yeah, and you'd you'd have to think our game against them this year, they're going to be favored. But let the record show, uh, Southern Miss is currently 2-0 versus App State. So we don't play them this year, do we? I thought we did. Do we not? No, no. No, we play, we play Coastal. coastal. Carolina. Well, good. Uh, I,
1: I may actually go to that game. Good, yeah, it was Coastal. I've never been to Myrtle Beach, and I've got to make sure I've got all my shots to go down there. Um, but I may go to that game. What all kind of shots do you think you need for Myrtle Beach, like syphilis and typhoid fever and what else?
2: Uh polio is making a comeback, so you may want I wanna, did see that. That's wild. You may want to, you know, check that one out. But yeah, Beach Chickens. So that takes us to the game this Saturday. Southern Miss back at The Rock taking on Northwestern State. O-2 on the year at Southern Miss also 0-2 on the year. That game is going to be this Saturday night. September the 17th at 6 p- 6 p m that was like a 6
1: p m
2: That's like a John Cox UA Bay um 6 p m so if you if you're in if you're in the vicinity come on out to the rock it's going to be a great time for some of this football it's going to be great hopefully to see a victory in person if you can't make it the game will be broadcast on ESPN3 one of the benefits of being in the Sunbelt conference and not having to watch this on gas station TV
1: now, we'll talk about this in just a little while but uh, like we the volleyball matches at home this past weekend were on ESPN plus um, there's there's gonna be a lot of benefits as far as being able to see actual Southern miss sporting events and not just the big three sports on your television uh, with this conference move. So Northwestern
2: State has had two games thus far this season the first game, they lost in in both games. They they gave up forty seven points to the opposition. So the first game of the year, they fell to Montana by a final score of forty seven to nothing.
1: And Montana's really good though, so uh, they're a FCS powerhouse. I don't want anybody to get too cocky over that score because Montana's uh they're like a North Dakota State James Madison uh type program. They're they're in the national championship race year in year out. Oh,
2: absolutely, the Grizzlies and then this past week they fell to Grambling by a final score of forty-seven to twenty-one. So you would hope.
1: All right, that's it, you can you can take that a
2: little bit more for what it's worth. <laughs> you would you would hope that I mean you know they didn't play uh, an FBS school. Uh, got you know forty-seven points put up on them both times. So you would hope that uh, that tr- that hopefully that trend will continue this week. I mean if we could get forty-seven points on the board, that that, that hopefully that would be a, the boost in the arm that this offense needs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they just need a few good things to happen, get some momentum going. I mean, we got young quarterbacks that are learning as they go, and uh, I never played college football. Uh, I played kind of high school football. It was uh, academy football, and back in my day, it wasn't that great. Um, So uh, the the speed of the college game, I mean, it's easy to sit and watch your TV and be like, why didn't you do that, did you? I mean, uh, those are d one. College football athletes out there and they are moving fast and you've got to make decisions super quick and hope that they're the right ones or not hope, but be prepared and to make the right one and, uh, to be where you were on a high school football field last year. And then this year you've got, you know, some of the top athletes in the country coming after your soul. Uh, that's a big jump. So, uh, be patient. These, the, these guys obviously have talent. Um, uh, somebody. Oh, I, I wish I could remember who it was, but posted like a Nick Mullins, Austin Davis through their first five games, what their stats were. And uh, they weren't good, folks. <laughs> they, no, no. They weren't good at all. And I mean, look at how those guys turned out. So uh, just, you know, understand what the situation is uh, and, and be able to see those signs of progress and and uh, let that ignite some hope in you because we're not that far away. Looking at uh, you know some of the the,
2: the key uh, players here for Northwestern State, their quarterback is uh, my uh, excuse me Miles Filing. He is fifty five for eighty four on the year for four hundred and fifty one yards, two TDs, and four interceptions. It looks like he's thrown two interceptions each week. Their leading rusher has fifty six yards. Leading receiver has one hundred and seventeen yards. So so you would hope this is a game that the Golden Eagles can can come in and roll with. And I'm fine with that. I want to see some blowouts this year. I want to see us blow some teams out.
1: I would have liked to have seen that game, game one, and then Liberty. Uh, I think it would have made a huge difference. I I think if we take the field versus Liberty the same day and time we took the first field versus Miami, we win that game by two touchdowns. And then Liberty turned around and went and beat uh, UAB. So um, there's – I I, I sound like a broken record, but there's definite signs of progress. And uh, pretty soon this is going to start to snowball and we're going to start seeing some some wins.
2: Most definitely. It also was announced that the game the following week. So that's that's the Southern Miss game against the Tulane Green Wave is going to be on 6 p.m. The game was announced this week, 6 p.m. on Saturday, September the 24th. That game will be broadcast on ESPN Plus. If you can make it down. To the New Orleans area for the, uh, September 24th, uh, Tulane currently two and zero. They beat uh, Alcorn and UMass, which is not necessarily the murderer's
1: row, but they are they are currently two and zero on the season. Yeah, um, I remember what it was like when we used to go down and play Tulane in the Superdome all the time, and there would be twenty five thousand Golden Eagle fans there and twenty five Tulane fans. Uh, Nothing would make me happier than to turn on the television uh, a, a week from Saturday night and watch that football game and see Tulane Stadium taken over by black and gold. And we are perfectly capable of doing so. I don't know what other reasons anybody needs to go to New Orleans, uh, a Southern Miss football game and New Orleans in the same day. Uh, it's a perfect combination. Um, that's uh, it, it's one of the best things about living in Hattiesburg is you're that close to a world-class food and booze city like New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, I wish I still lived down there because that would be a, a very fun trip. Gosh,
2: I, w- I can't remember the last time we were there. Maybe it was like 2011, 2012-ish. I yeah. I can't
1: remember. It's, it it's been a while, but, a I mean, we used, routinely we used to take over the Dome. Uh for it with that the whole bottom side on our side would be full. Um so yeah, that's uh Tulane Stadium's not that big. Uh it's like a mini UCF erector set. Go go take it over.
2: Well Shay, why don't you give us some updates on some of the other Southern Miss sports this week?
1: Yeah, man. Uh some of the sports actually had a really good week. We'll start off with uh with volleyball uh, the ladies are, are still continuing their hot streak, currently stand at 7-2 and two after the uh, the Southern Miss Invitational Tournament that they just hosted. Uh, they broke a win streak and fell in five sets to Stephen F. Austin on Friday, September the 9th, but bounced back on Saturday the 10th with two straight uh, straight set wins over Mississippi Valley State and Houston Baptist to win the Southern Miss Invitational Tournament. Uh, Mia Wesley was named the Sunbelt Conference Offensive Player of the Week for the second week in a row, only the second Golden Eagle ever to make that feat uh, a reality. Uh, next up for the Lady Eagles, at Jacksonville State University Tournament in Jacksonville, Alabama, this Friday the 16th, They'll play Auburn at 1.30 and then play host Jacksonville State at 7 o'clock. And then Saturday, the 17th, they play Jackson State at 1.30. Uh, More good news. The men's golf team today, Monday, the 13th. As we record, won the Jim Rivers Intercollegiate at the Squire Creek Country Club, hosted by Louisiana Tech. Uh, I mean, if Louisiana Tech's got anything to do with it, it's probably a win for us. So I'm glad that we still uh, participate in things that they're putting on. Uh, Speaking of, that's one thing that we didn't mention earlier. We did sign a home-and-home football deal with Louisiana Tech for, what was it, 23-24 or 24-25?
2: That's a good thing. You know, that's one of those things that I should have had in my notes. Well, uh, you didn't and you're fired.
1: Um, I'll continue on with men's golf and give you a second to look that up. Uh, out uh, of the field today that, uh, that Southern Miss won the golf tournament, there were 23 teams involved. So large field, golden <laughs> eagles in on top. Uh, we were fifth out of 23 after the first round and then jumped into first place after the second round, did not relinquish the lead. Uh, Low Eagle for the tournament was Thong Papat Ratatanyan. He was at 205 uh, for total three round score. And four out of the five Golden Eagles were under par cumulatively for the tournament. So very strong showing for the gentlemen. Nice to start their season off with a tournament win. Hope that just continues going momentum for them. Soccer, uh, had a much better result. Still not a win, but they did hold number nine Ole Miss to a scoreless draw. Uh, from that, keeper Alex Helbling, uh, was named the Sunbelt Conference Defensive Player of the Week for her shutout performance in the net. Uh, Coach Moe has spoken about how they wanted to play a very challenging early non-conference schedule, which they did with an entire uh, slate of SEC games. Uh, they didn't play anybody in the uh, the pre-conference uh, portion of the schedule that was not in a uh, Southeastern Conference team. So he he felt like there were some young players on the team that he wanted to expose to really stiff competition out of the gate. Uh, really pushed them to be ready for conference play. So now that that uh, is on the horizon, he said he thinks they've they've done that. They definitely finished on a high note with that shutout uh, draw with Ole Miss, who has got a very strong soccer program. And we'll find out this Saturday, uh, September the 17th, as they open Sunbelt play at Marshall at 6 o'clock. You can watch that game on ESPN+. Uh, women's golf. Finished 10th out of 13 at the USA Collegiate Intercollegiate at the Crossing Golf Club in Mobile, Alabama, hosted by USA. Uh, the low eagle was Momika Andu at 216. Uh, Elena Milic and J.C. Fields were right on their heels at 217. Uh, sophomore J.C. Fields had eight birdie putts on her way to a final round 69. Uh, very strong round for J.C. Uh, in that final round. Uh, Next up for the Lady Eagles, Monday the 19th and Tuesday the 20th at the Hoover Classic at the Hoover Country Club hosted by UAB. And the Lady Eagles cross country team starts their season this Friday, September 16th at the North Alabama showcase in Huntsville, Alabama. And they are the last spring sport to get underway. So uh, that'll, that'll be our updates for the next few weeks. Golf, volleyball, volleyball, Um, Cross country and soccer.
2: So, Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. I have the update on that. Uh, Have have a two-game schedule. The Golden Eagles will head to Ruston on September twentieth, twenty twenty-five, and then the Bulldogs will return to Hattiesburg on September nineteenth, twenty twenty-six. So, twenty twenty-five and twenty twenty-six. No word yet on whether the Golden Eagles will use a quarterback to defeat the Bulldogs. (laughs) Once, once again. Well, it's not like we need to. It's not like we need to. It's not like we have to. What are they? I, I know. Have you, have you kept up with Conference USA any this year?
1: Um, only like when James Madison kicked the crap out of Middle Tennessee State uh, in the first week, and then Texas State beating FIU this past week. Um, that's really all I've seen. Um, I feel like I watched. A few minutes of FAU plays somebody, but that may have been a fever dream. I don't know. But no, not really. I'm, I'm just so glad to be done with them. I don't care. I don't care what happens to them, and I'm not paying attention. I don't know where to watch it. Like, where do you even watch? That, okay, that does remind me, actually. I know, I mean, where that's tongue-in-cheek, half-joking, but it's dead serious. Where the hell do you watch the games? Um, unless your local gas station has it on the pump. But uh, most of the games that I've been interested in have been on CBS Sports that have involved uh, Conference USA teams. And that's the only sports channel that I don't get with my TV package, which is fitting. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, the, the one channel that CBS Sports that uh, Conference USA con- tr- considers. They're like one mainstream Sports Channel is the one that I do not get. I get everything else. I get the Big Ten Network, for God's sakes, but I don't get CBS Sports. And that CBS Sports, like, wasn't that almost like the bell cow of the Conference USA package when we were there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was like, oh, we got a nationally televised game on CBS Sports. It's like, yeah, that's great. Like, uh, do I have to have uh, DirecTV to get that channel? Because uh, I, I can't get it. Pretty much, pretty
2: much. Well, I know we've kind of I know we've kind of zoomed through the show this week and, you know, I was out of town for pretty much the whole week. Just got back in yesterday. Um, Jason's out. Um, Shane has been babysitting. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of. Evie, um, Evie uh, has, has been a good little Golden Eagle fan. She knows Southern Mist to the top. Uh, I'm excited about getting her down to a football game this fall now that she's like old enough to participate and do fun things. But uh, since some of our games are later in the evening, uh, she I'll get her to cuddle and watch football with me. But that's around her bedtime uh, when we're kicking off. So Catherine ordered her some Eaglehead jammies from Campus Bookmark. And uh, they got delivered yesterday, and immediately she was like, "I want to wear those tonight." She knows that Dad loves Southern Miss, that he loves his Golden Eagles, so she loves Golden Eagles too. And she was like, "I just want to wear my jammies." And we we're like, "Well, look, we got to wash them. You can wear them tomorrow night." She was so excited to wear her Southern Miss pajamas tonight. It was adorable. That's uh, she. They've got little Golden Eagle heads all over the legs and a big one on the chest, and uh, you—she's yeah, she's three and a half. You could have given that kid a million dollars, and she wouldn't have cared. She wanted her Golden Eagle jammies. But uh, we, we got her those so we can go ahead and bathe her, get her ready for bed. Then she can lay in my lap and watch football for a little while and then uh, just move her straight to the bed. So uh, we're, we're trying to plan and be responsible parents, but yet expose her to black and gold athletics as early as possible. That is outstanding. That is, that is great news.
2: Do you, Chain, do you have any shout outs this week?
1: Um, yeah, again, the, the judge that's overseeing Jason Bailey's case, I've, I don't <laughs> know exactly who it is. Um, hopefully it's, hopefully it's Judge Doliak. We got some ends there. Um, but if not, just, i just please, uh, he, he's a key part of this show. Um, he, he actually does notes, uh, whereas, I mean, I make notes on the spring sports, but I just kind of wing it on football and baseball and just come off a of memory. We we need Bump back. You would have got another 15 minutes of, of listening pleasure tonight had Jason been here. Uh, so don't lock him up for too long. And besides that, he's got a son at home. I know Katie probably enjoys the break, but um, we, we need him back for the show's sake and for Jack's sake.
2: I have to give a shout out to Zach Woodfin caught up with uh Zach at my work conference up in Columbus, Ohio, the Summit of Greatness and uh really really awesome to see him. He's uh I think he's over, you know, human performance for the USFL, which is a pretty good deal. So so good catching up with him. I also have to give a shout out to the Rock One and More Rock One and More Rock 104 Morning Crew, <laughs> Tom Cole, Flame Bright. I uh I've been, uh, sitting with them on Fridays before Southern Miss home games. So should be going. Oh, cool. This week. I had a good visit with them a few weeks ago. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Um, but yeah, great golden, solid,
1: vamp. yeah, solid golden eagle fans. Uh, Brian Hicks may, may be insane. Uh, but he's hilarious. And, uh, his, I haven't seen him in years, but his Facebook page keeps me entertained for sure. I will concur. And yeah, he is absolutely hilarious. And we got to give a oh. shout out. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I've, I've, I had a shout out that I'm going to give, uh, but I forgot it there on the moment. So I'll remember it by the time you get done with this one.
2: I'm going to give a shout out to our sponsor this week, Premier Mortgage Group. To the top talk presented by Premier Mortgage Group, the home buying process is not a difficult journey when you have the right lender. Use our 12 years of mortgage experience to guide you through the home buying process with ease. Premier Mortgage Group is a local, experienced, and indep- is a local, experienced, and independent. Call today to see how easy buying a home really is. 601-467-3633. My apologies for anything that I've butchered in this episode. I am literally <laughs> coasting on fumes right now. Uh luggage got lost on the way flying the way back Sunday. So I didn't get back to Hattiesburg until yesterday evening. Um I am really looking forward to taking at least a nap, if not a full. A full night's sleep so
1: well i hope you get some sleep tonight and i did remember what i was going to say i didn't get clearance to tell this story so i hope he doesn't mind but uh, i was messaging with chad dickens earlier and he went down with the crew to the miami game but he told me that um, he got to chatting with a sheriff's deputy that was working the game who played high school football with jamie collins and chad got this guy to fake arrest him with his group of friends in the football stadium he said he didn't get any footage, but, uh, man, I I really wish somebody would have recorded that. Um, but yeah, he he met this guy, played football with Jamie Collins. He was like, Hey, do me a favor, fake arrest me in front of my group of friends. So, uh, (laughs) evidently Dickens got some, uh, got a cop to fake arrest him inside hard rock stadium. So, uh, we'll, we'll have to get him to tell us more about that. That is classic.
2: Hey, what did you, what, do you want to share what you
1: were sipping on tonight? Yeah. I I pulled out two bottles and I only got to one of them, uh, mainly because I ran my mouth a lot. Uh, but then we, we did go, go, uh, at, at the speed of light tonight uh but my my friends up here at bull city bourbon club uh just got to pick a four roses single barrel barrel strength uh that you're very familiar with those because every time lincoln road has one i text you begging you to go by and buy me one <laughs> uh but uh yeah uh, my buddy julian up here one of my best friends is a big four roses nerd like i'm a, a wild turkey nerd so uh he actually got to go take part with these guys uh He's, he's one of the guys that runs this group, uh, so this is this is kind of a bucket list bottle for him. And they did a whale of a job because it's uh for for people that speak four roses, there's it's it's like Latin. There aren't many people out there that do, but it's an eleven year four month obsq. Uh, it's uh, tier five at that sixty two point two percent alcohol. So what's that one one twenty four point four? Yeah, that's on up there um but uh, yeah it's it's delicious it's got a lot going on it's a you know i said 11 years so it's an older whiskey it's got got some depth and some complexity it's it's good stuff not that anybody in bulls City bourbon club listens to this podcast but they did a hell of a job outstanding outstanding well Shane
2: do you have any thoughts going into this game this saturday against the uh, the what are they the demons i think they're the demons yeah are um, they the fighting meat
1: pies <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be great if they were the fighting meat pies. Let's, let's see great. what they are. Uh, uh, we, we got time. Nobody's paying I for this by the I, minute. I should have. I should. I, I mean, I should. I feel like it's the Demons. Demons. It is Northwestern State Demons football in Natchitoches. Natchitoches, Louisiana. You have the Demons. Um, you know. I, I think everybody expects a win. Um, uh, a loss would be supremely disappointing, but I, I just don't see that happening. I think we have too much talent. Uh, we will be prepared. The team's going to be hungry for a win after starting off 0-2. Um, but more importantly, again, I'm going back to what I said earlier, that two-lane game is a must-win for us at this point in time. If we want to be bowl eligible, we got to start winning some football games because uh, we talked about how for real, the Sunbelt Conference seems to be this year. Uh, luckily, we're in the West Division because uh, the East Division looks like a gauntlet. But still, we're going to play some some solid football teams, and we're going to have to put all the pieces together to win those games. So we got one last warm-up session, then we got two lane, and then conference football starts. So um, it would be very nice to go into conference play at 2-2 two and two and so uh, get get some things shaped up and figured out. with This one get get the quarterback situation locked in and, and whoever it is, let's let's get going. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to a fun season of Golden Eagle football.
2: I am too. I, I kind of feel like with this, I know we have some experience in certain places, but you know, in some of the key positions, I mean, it's a very young team, or we have a lot of you know newcomers through the, through yeah. the transfer portal. So I kind of feel like we, we need a game like this where we can just have the opportunity to gel, you know, yeah. have the opportunity to get some experience. Um, so yeah, I'm looking for, I, I love games like this. You know, <laughs> I know they're not as exciting when there's not as competitive, but, but hopefully this one is not as competitive. Um, I think we're, we're due for a, for a big blowout win and hopefully this is the week
1: that happens. Well, after the 20 teens as a Southern Miss fan, we, we can't take any win for granted. Uh, that's, we, we got spoiled as a fan base there, uh, at the end of Jeff Bauer's tenure into Larry Fedora's tenure, where we just expected winning seasons and bowl games. And, uh, not every school pulls that off. <laughs> it's, no. it's a rarity. Uh, I mean, we, we were, uh, we were the, the beacon of, of group of five football there for the longest time or non high resource five football. Um, but I, we're going to get back to that and, uh, it, it let's, let's start this Saturday. Thank you guys for listening to the Top
2: Talk presented by Premier Mortgage Group. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.
0: I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer but Southern Mississippi, But you all shame I was born Here in Hattiesburg Never ventured Far away When it comes To playing football Here in Eagle Heaven Is where I'm gonna stay I could play For North Carolina Ohio State RLSU you play a good game of football but southern mississippi is a whole lot better than you